welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. Pete and Jordan here with episode 96. How to get unstuck. Yes. I think it's kind of a good topic heading into fall. Mm-hmm. Like in Tennessee, school starts next week. And so for some reason Which in my crazy. brain, it's like when that goes back, everything else kind of goes back and it like, gear. yeah, it's kind mm-hmm. of, for some reason, my brain kind of takes a break in the summer sometimes. And I feel like once school goes back, I feel like my brain's like, oh, yeah. we need to go back to school too. I like this topic because if I was standing in front of a thousand people and I said, raise your hand, if you feel stuck in at least one area of your life, yeah, I think 65% of the audience would raise their hand. I bet more. Maybe. Yeah. I bet more. I think it's a good topic. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, it's the end of July. Crazy. Which is crazy, but it also means that Pepper's turning two, and I am unwell. I am not okay with it. Really? Yeah. I'm just pure excited about it. I know, but there's something in like my heart that's just sad, because it's really like the baby years are really done. Not not that I don't... I feel like there's a lot of baby years still up there. I know, I know. And parents of like 10-year-olds are probably like, she's still a baby. And I know that, but in my brain, like she's two now, and she's very, she's acting too very much right so now. um oh yeah. so you mean like the infant like yeah i just like anytime like you turn a year older i feel like especially in the early years it's just kind of like oh she's not like i'm no longer counting in the months you know like yeah. i was always like 18 months or whatever now it's just like she's two and i'm so grateful she's two it's but, gonna be easier because people ask me all the time how old is she and i'm like oh, like <laughs> 14 months, 16 months, 17 months, around 18. Now I can say she's two. Yeah, she is two. So much easier. Um, We had a little birthday party in Georgia for her. So we're kind of alternating each year where we do the big party because a lot of my family's in, all my family's in Georgia and um, all your family's in in Tennessee. So we're just trying to alternate it so that we, everybody gets to share the love. Um, But we did a big one in Georgia this past weekend and the theme was um it's not my first rodeo it's my second so i had like you know all the cow prints like a and disco, disco cowgirl kind of theme yeah, it was awesome disco balls and cowboy hats she had a blast it was fun and i just love planning parties like it's everything i thought about for yeah. a long time i just loved doing that but and now that you're like a legit influencer we even got like lots of free stuff sent i'm not to a us. legit influencer but i yeah, did get are. a lot of free stuff which is great um that's kind of what we ended up being like here this is your birthday present pepper but like we didn't pay for it um but anyway you know it, it was so fun and then her actual birthday is tomorrow Woohoo! Uh, so we'll, we'll do a smaller party here with yeah we'll do boys, we'll the boys family. and um I'm just, I'm going to try to do like a little, I always try to do a DIY like photo shoot with her. So I remember like this was her on her birthday. Um, so I'm going to do that. We're going to take her to lunch um, at Rainforest Cafe, which people probably think is so cheesy and dumb, but she loves it. She does love it. It's like all the animals and um, they come to life every like 30 minutes. So we'll see if she even eats because she's going to be so like preoccupied. But yeah, it's crappy food anyway. It is. <laughs> it's all probably frozen. It's very expensive frozen food. That's okay. That's part of it. But they got an awesome theme going there. Yeah, it's cute. So, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Anyways. It's been a great. It's been a great summer. It's hard to believe. I've got two boys heading back to college in like that's crazy two weeks. Yeah, one of them is the first time going to college. Yeah, so it's, he'll it's be. I, got, crazy. I have a senior in college and a freshman in college. Yep, and a junior in high school yeah. and a two-year-old. Yeah, that's crazy. It's I can't believe school's My going back in town. Calculator can't even do that math. 
<laughs> what do you mean? Like all the different ages. Oh, I know. know. It's a it's a actual shock that you remember <laughs> how old they are at any given time because you have you have to keep up with yeah lots of that. But anyways, I love it. Uh, summer's almost over. Yep. Hey, P- uh, Pepper and I are coming or traveling with you yes. for the first time for your one of your um, up to Detroit trips to up Northridge. to Detroit. So we're going to go like the first weekend in August, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. If you also, have any tips for flying with a two-year-old for the first time. Oh, man. Already, I know. Um, we'll see. She is so high energy and like loves people. So she's going to be in her element thinking everyone's there for her. And yep. hopefully she's We're just going to have to strap her in and, and <laughs> she won't think she has an option to get up and yeah. walk around. Yeah. That's the, that's the goal. But anyways, we will be up there. That's her first flight ever. So I'm really excited. I haven't been with you on a trip like that for work since before Pepper. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. I know me too. I can't okay. wait. It'll be awesome. Anyway. You want to talk get about getting unstuck? unstuck? Oh man. It, I'll tell you what, like, so as a life coach, I'd say the vast majority of clients that initially contact me, initially contact me because they are stuck mm-hmm. in some area. It could be professional. It could be uh, relational, financial, lots of different areas, but, but they're stuck. And it's, it's pretty easy for me in a one-on-one situation to drill down mm-hmm. I, in an hour. We can drill down on exactly what's holding them back, set some new goals, blah, 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 do some stuff to kind of get them going on their way. It's a little more difficult, this topic, when you're addressing, you know, a large group of people yeah. via a podcast and you don't know where each of Specific you who's listening to this points. right now, where you're stuck. Yeah. So I got to keep it kind of general. But I think there's a few things in here that if you do feel stuck in some area of your life, this will be really help, helpful. And so there's six things. The first one is this. You've got to ask yourself if you're actually really stuck. So you right now, you're listening to this podcast, and you, some of you just have this general feeling of, I'm behind, mm-hmm. right? I'm stuck. I'm not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. But you really have to start with, am I really stuck? I mean, maybe the reality is I'm in a season. Because I, th- I think some people think that they're going to constantly produce amazing creative ideas and execute on them every single day, 365 days out of the year. Yeah. And that's just not realistic. Yeah, It's like I, I look out of my garden, which is behind us. You can't really see it in the frame. I love my garden, don't I? Yes. I eat out of it every day. I mm-hmm. uh, make a salad out of it. I've got still have amazing kale and tomatoes and basil, and I go on and on. But... Um, if if I were to go out there, let's say in you know late August, and be upset because my garden isn't still producing the way it was back in May, June, and July, it wouldn't make any sense. I realize there's a natural rhythm yeah. to growth, yeah. And um, even when I look out in those garden boxes in the winter, and I'm looking, I'm like, they're not doing anything. They actually are. That mm-hmm. it's a very important season of rest for them. Mm-hmm. The soil is rejuvenating. It's getting its minerals back, its resources back, so it will be ready in the spring to produce again. Mm-hmm. So there's a natural rhythm, and, and that looks a little different from person to person. Some people have longer seasons of winter. They need that to refill, to yeah. get new momentum, to you know latch on to new ideas, whatever. So understand there's a natural rhythm to life mm-hmm. and to work. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you have to ask yourself, am I really stuck, meaning... 
should I not be here right now? I need to be somewhere else. Or is it really an important season of rest and reflection and building new things up inside of you? Yeah, that's good. So you ask, am I really stuck? And I'll tell you something that really complicates this for me is social media. Because, you know, the average person has probably spent an hour to a day consuming social media. And people don't post that they're not doing anything. Mm -hmm. They're always posting that they're doing something. They're releasing a book. They've finished a project. They're, look at this. Look what I just did. I get it. That's that's part of what you do, right? Um, But it kind of can create this sense, I think, inside of all of us of, oh, my gosh, it's like 8.30 a.m., and these six people have already done all these different things, yeah. and I haven't done jack. Yeah, yeah. I think it's in your gut is where you differentiate, am I stuck or am I just in a season of needing to rest? Because like, I can think of two different situations in my life where I was like needing, one was needing rest, which is right after I had Pepper for probably the first six months. I had this like feeling of like, am I, I'm not doing enough. I'm like, right. a, cause I had gone from, you know, full-time just work gave birth to a human child and raising her. Right. But like, you know, in my, in my like brain was saying like, but you're tired and you're you, right now you don't have the necessarily the capacity to produce what you think you should. But then I look back at another season where I was in a job that I just did not love. It was not my passion. That was stuck because I actually had resources, energy, heart to give to something that I just wasn't. I chose to stay in this job, which is a blessing to have that. Um, but that to me, like my gut knew, like mm-hmm. you're just stuck. Whereas before with like pepper, that season of life, I was tired, and yeah. I think my heart knew that, and it's just like, it's okay yep. to be in that season. So anyway. And this is, for me, this is really what I'm trying to dig at here is I have clients I work with whose identity and worth is tied to production. Yeah. And so the moment that there is a break in their schedule and they're not closing a deal or they're not you know, doing mm-hmm. this uh, or touring or whatever, they instantly feel this, I'm behind. Right, mm-hmm. because their identity and worth is tied to production, yeah. and then if we're able to identify that, then we we got a different issue. Like we're not working on you getting unstuck. We're now working on you separating your identity and worth from your production, helping you understand that you're not a human doing; you're a human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that that first question is really just to help you decipher: Are you really stuck? Yeah. Or is there something else going on? Yeah. yeah. Second thing that I would say is you got to identify what you truly want. You know, what is it that you want? What is it you're going after? And this is where, you know, I'm a big believer in setting goals. And that's kind of where this comes into play. But again, stuckness can be this very vague, ambiguous feeling of something in life not being right. Mm-hmm. Right? Something's not right. Okay? Something's not right. That's great. But that's not very helpful. What is it that's not right? Mm-hmm. What is it that you really want? What is your heart telling you deep down inside that you want to accomplish uh, in, in the season that you're not. Mm-hmm. So you got to identify what, what is I really want. And there's several ways you can do that, right? Uh, there's vision boards. You've created a vision board before, haven't you? Yeah, I have, yeah. yeah. It's been a while, but I have. That, But for someone that's really visual, that's mm-hmm. a great way to do that, mm-hmm. is trying to create this vision board just represents what matters to you, what you really want in life. Um, and it can be literal. It could be abstract. But, you know, you can just have fun with that. Yeah. Um, another thing is determine what your values are. Mm-hmm. When you really want to know, what is it that I want? See, this will this will what, what helps you, um, I think, distinguish between um, 
what you really want and what maybe culture society is telling you you should want. Mm-hmm. So you got to look at your values. What do you value in your relationships? You know, what's important to you? Do you value relationships and loyalty over grit and determination? Make a list of your top five to ten values, and that can help you out. I'll give you a great example. This has happened last night. We were sitting on the porch. So yesterday was just kind of an odd day for me. I worked in the morning, but I didn't have a ton of work that I had to do in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And so I made a choice. I wanted to help you out a little bit. I took Pepper to the pool for an hour, mm-hmm. came back, did a little more work, and then I went golfing with my three boys. Mm-hmm. And then that evening we put Pepper down, and you and I are sitting on the front porch just in a rocking chairs talking. And I was like, wait, today was a perfect day. Because when I was sitting there, my first feeling was I didn't do enough. Yeah, I could, you know, again, I have a line of work where there isn't a finish line. There's always more people you could coach. There's always more studying you could be doing. There's something you could be writing. So it's never over. And I was sitting there and I started to feel this sense of you should have done more today. Mm -hmm. And then I thought about my values. And for me, obviously valuing family above everything, it's like, no, wait. Today was a per- I did do some work. Yeah. And I also got some great quality time with my kids mm-hmm. and I'm getting quality time with my wife right now. Like it's a great day. So evaluating my values mm-hmm. helped me kind of see That's what good. it is that I really want. Yeah, and help make decisions based off of that. Yeah. I think there was a season of life where I felt like really stuck and I would talk to you about it and we would eventually narrow it down like when in your life have you felt the most alive when mm-hmm. doing things? And it doesn't have to be vocational. It can be anything. It can be like Oh, when I was, you know, planning that birthday party or when I was helping a friend, you know, do X, Y, Z. And you can take little things like that where you think it's just an enjoyment or a hobby, but actually finding things within that that light your soul on fire and then finding ways to put that into your path. So I think that was a very practical way for me Mm -hmm. to figure that out, too, of like, okay, I just need these elements in you know my life to feel like I have some purpose and to feel like I'm not stuck in a mundane or content state. Yeah, it's a great point. Yeah. Uh, third one is change your perspective, which won't become much of a surprise to you that I include that in there because I, I think this is key. I mean, that feeling of being stuck really is a mindset. Yeah. It's an oppressive one, but it's a mindset. And negative thoughts don't have to hold all the cards. And so often what I try to help people do when they feel stuck is to take that particular situation once they've identified it and say, is there another way that we could look at this, right? How else can I see this situation? Uh, How will I feel about the situation in a week or three months or three years? Um, What would my 80-year-old self looking back on my life say about this situation it's important to get perspective Mm -hmm. because often when you're stuck it kind of is accompanied by the sinking feeling and you might only be stuck in one area of your life let's say you're stuck physically you're not where you want to be physically you haven't been working out much you're not seeing results from whatever it is you're trying you just feel stuck all the other areas of your life might be going really well yeah but you f- have this sense that your whole life is sinking mm-hmm. just because one slice of it is. Now, it's yeah. important one. Your health's important, just like work's important. Your relationships are important. But again, this is going back to identifying what it is and then giving it perspective, mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a different perspective than you might have like when you sense that stuckness coming yeah. on. I like the idea of thinking, like, what would your 80-year-old self say? Yeah. Because when you're 80 
you can look at, you would look at the entirety of your life and be like, you thought that was bad. <laughs> like yeah. you thought that season yeah. was hard. Why didn't you just jump in when you had the capacity to do yeah. that? Um, I love that. Well, a lot of people, coaches, writers use the, what would your eight year old self say? Mm. And I get that. But I think what your 80 year old self would say is it's much more useful. Yeah. Because that eight-year-old has perspective mm-hmm. and wisdom and life under their belt. Yeah. And you actually do, too. And that's why you can ask that question. Because yeah. you kind of already know yeah. what your eight-year-old self would say. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's just sometimes scary because the risks that most of the time come along. Obviously, the reason you're probably stuck is because there's fear or there's, sure. you know, the unknowns. And But when you're 80, your fears are out the window yeah. because you're like, I mean, why not? We're yeah. just going to go for it. I just like that mentality. Yeah, on the perspective thing too, something I use a lot with people is a book I read years ago called The Gap and the Gain. It's mm-hmm. a great book if you've never read it. You should. I can't remember the author's name right now, but it's The Gap and the Gain. And he talks a lot, and I, I love using this with clients, of, you know, you... You, you have where you started in life whenever you started something new, right? Or you started being concerned about who you are, how you carry yourself, how you think, how you are to certain skills. So you have where you started. And then everybody has this ideal. Mm-hmm. And then you also, somewhere in between those two, where you started and the ideal, you have where you currently are. Most people, when they look at where they currently are, they measure themselves from where they currently are to that ideal. Yeah. And that creates what he calls the gap. It's a negative space, right? Because you're always striving. You're always yeah. hustling. I'm not there. I got to get there, right? But the, the beauty is when you can be at where you currently are, and instead of looking ahead at the ideal, you look back to where you started. Mm-hmm. And that's called working out of the gain. Yeah. It's the gain versus the gap. And I think it's a lot a of people shift. are afraid to work out of the game because they think they're gonna, it's going to make them feel lazy mm-hmm. or complacent. It, it does the exact opposite. Mm. It makes you grateful for how far you've come, and it gives you momentum to yeah. keep moving forward. Yeah. That's part of that perspective piece. Yeah, it's like the, when you look at something, like look at things through the perspective of a gap, you're not doing enough. There's never enough time. There's yep. never enough. How am I going to get there? Which just depletes energy. Absolutely. So it's interesting that, like, like you just said, the opposite gratitude actually. It gives you energy and gives you momentum when it, you'd almost think it'd be the opposite, but yeah, you're right. Well, when you're looking at where you currently are, then you're looking at this ideal, which by the way is always moving. That's it's why always you never moving, reach it. Always moving. It, that, that's what I think um, attributes to the being stuck because it looks and feels too overwhelming. I can yeah. never get there. I'll never accomplish this. I'll never be the person I want to be. Mm-hmm. Instead, stop and look back. Say how far you've come. Yeah. Celebrate that. Be grateful for that and see if that doesn't create some energy that helps move you on. Yeah, that's good. All right, fourth thing, which is going to seem so irrelevant to a lot of people, but it's move your body. Just move your body. Like, if you feel stuck in an area of your life, I think one of the most important things you can do is to create some momentum to create some movement. And so it doesn't have to be a marathon or an Ironman or anything like that. But if you feel stuck in life, one of the fastest ways, I think, to get unstuck is just move your body. Yeah. Do, do a 30-minute walk in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. And because what, what happens is when you're sitting around, again, you're, just all, you're, just, you're stuck in your head. Yeah. It's, it's such a mental game. And, and part of breaking through that, I think, is just moving your body. Get out. Do some yoga. Go for a walk. Stretch your neck, shoulders, arms. Just move. Yeah. 
move. Well, there's a lot of science around like the physical, physical, logical, physiological, physiological. Why? I literally had it in my brain a second ago. Anyway, whatever. There's science to that. It talks about like the chemicals and the endorphins and the, you know, all of that, that actually chemically (laughs) changes how you think and how you feel. So while it could seem like it's just about physical, it's, I think personally, at least in my life, it's a hundred percent more about mental. Absolutely. And it does something else too. Physiological. Physiological. Sorry. Okay. So when I'm working with a client and, and they genuinely are stuck in some area of their life, Often there are a lot of factors involved with that that are out of their control. Mm -hmm. It makes them feel helpless. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's spinning it and saying, okay, well, what factors are in your control? Yeah. And one of those would be physical activity. That's that's in my control. I can do that. Even Mm -hmm. if I'm really busy, I can get up 20 minutes earlier, 30 minutes earlier, or do it in the evening or whatever. And them just taking control of an area of their life they actually can control Mm -hmm. creates some momentum momentum in those other areas of the life where they don't have control. That's good. Yeah. I so, like it. Yep. Uh, number five, take action to avoid analysis paralysis. Ooh, I'm so guilty of this sometimes. Oh, this is one of my, my favorite things because I think some people, again, the people at least that I'm working with that are stuck, they're, they've already accomplished a whole lot in mm-hmm. their life. Right. Mm-hmm. But new challenges always feel new, and it feels like everything you've learned and accomplished before that kind of goes out the window, right? So uh, the goals that they're chasing after are often massive goals that are not going to be met in three weeks. Mm -hmm. These are long-term goals. They're building a corporation or whatever it is that they might be doing, right? So I think it's really important to help them break down some of those different goals into bite-sized pieces. Because when they're looking at the entirety of it, yeah, they do feel stuck. Like, how in the world am I going to accomplish this? Mm-hmm. And uh, when you're able to break it down into little little bites, little things, little steps, again, it just you're looking for a little bit of momentum yeah. to get unstuck. So I think this kind of goes, the question goes alongside this topic, but maybe a little bit of a left turn. What would you say to somebody who, you know, this is the place I found myself a lot of times is like, I don't know what that next step is, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that part of that could be some of the analysis paralysis where you're just like thinking too much about everything and you're just standing there. But like there's seasons in my life and I can honestly say even right now, I don't have like a end point that I'm like, Oh, I want to do this. I want to be here. Mm -hmm. And I find that really challenging because it's like, well, what, how do I know what steps to take, you know? I, so here's the question I often have people, and this may not help you in that particular scenario, but I think it would. What I'd ask you is, what's the next smallest step that you could take? Mm-hmm. The next smallest step. That might be a little more research. Mm-hmm. That might be a phone call. That might be, you know, who knows. But just so, like, what's the next smallest step that yeah. you could take? And take that one. Mm-hmm. What it's doing is creating this like uh, snowball effect. So Dave Ramsey for decades has talked about uh, that snowball, that debt snowball. Mm-hmm. And he encourages people to go after their, their smallest debts first. Mm-hmm. Just knock them out. Knock yep. them out. And, yep, that's only 50 bucks. And yes, you owe 50000 over here. But knock like out that, that $50 yeah. one. Because it creates momentum for mm-hmm. you. So what's the next smallest step? If you remember years ago, you and I were uh, starting a new company together. Mm-hmm. And um, when we were working on that, we also had full-time jobs yeah. uh, doing something else we didn't like at that time. Um, so it was kind of a side hustle, but we knew it had a lot of potential. 
And if you remember during that season, we had this goal every day. We just do one thing mm-hmm. to move that project forward. Yeah. Just one thing. Yeah. One thing a day. Didn't have to be overwhelming. We didn't have to create, you know, there were a hundred steps we needed to take, but it's like one thing every day, one yeah. phone call, reach out to one contact, do research, one bit of research, just whatever. I also tell people um, to set aside in their day 25 minutes to work on that problem. Mm-hmm. 25 minutes, total focus, no interruptions, no computer, no social media, just 25 minutes, you're going to look into that really hard, and then you're done. You know, I found um, <laughs> there was this, like, I guess it was an Instagram video, and it was talking about, like, the importance of that, like a consistency mm-hmm. of chipping away at one thing. And it said if you spent 18 minutes a day for two years on something, you will be more of an expert than 95% of the people in this world on that one Absolutely. thing. So it's like, that's so cool. At yeah. that point, like, it maybe what you think you want to do is – you know, not possible or whatever in your, in your day, 18 minutes every day. And then you are more of an expert in that than almost the entire population. Like that's pretty encouraging because that's bite size. Yeah. And anybody can do this. Yeah. Anybody. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, that's good. So the sixth one, last one is rest, recharge and focus on self-care. And this plays into, we've talked a lot about this before, this idea of a lot of people feel like they have a mental block on something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's most common with writers, right? They call it t- writer's, block. writer's block. But it can happen in any line of work mm-hmm. on any kind of project. Again, it's, it's essentially you feel stuck. But the reality is often you're not stuck, you're just empty. Yeah. And you, gotta, you're, you haven't been doing the things that fill you up, mm-hmm. that inspire you. So sometimes you got to take a break from the technology and social media. Sometimes you got to make a gratitude list. Sometimes you need to be going to bed earlier. Sometimes, you know, you again, that regular exercise. I, I don't know what it is that inspires you. Go to a movie, take a walk, go out in your garden. I have no idea. But whatever fills you back up mm-hmm. in that season where you feel stuck, you need to be doing that. Yeah. I forget you have a phrase that you talk with your clients a lot about, but it's saying essentially you're not empty or yeah, you're not uh, stuck. You're just empty. Yeah. And that was such a good mental visualization for me is not, I'm not just like in this middle ground. My cup is just not full. So how can you ever expect to operate at full right. capacity when you're cup is empty yeah sometimes when we're stuck there are external forces at work for sure that are making things problematic but most often it's internal yeah and so if internal is what is keeping you from moving forward you got to make sure that that's filled up because if you're running on fumes and you're just trying you're hitting the wall harder and harder trying to break through to get unstuck Mm -hmm. it's not going to happen yeah yeah you're going to get exhausted and eventually going to walk away yeah that's good yeah that's I feel like I've I've been in that season a lot, but it is so true though that you just whatever your thing to fill up your cup, yours is going outside. Yep. You just have to be outside. Mine is like making things. But you know, a lot of times when you're in that season it's hard to see that you're empty because yeah. you really do think it's everything else around you, but that's really good. Yeah, it's a mental game for sure. Yeah. So that's how to get unstuck. I, I could like probably it. list fifty other things, yeah. but we'll like stick it. to those six. Six. I like it. That's awesome. Super helpful. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Pete. <laughs> wow, what voice was that? <laughs> Sometimes I go into voices. She does. Usually it's at night, right before we go to sleep. She comes up with these crazy voices. I'm like, hi, Pete. <laughs> I'm like, who I'm are you? 
don't know. My brother and I both do that. We both like flip into these like weird accents or just like voice characters. I don't know. I'm so weird. Anyways. Uh, I love it. Yep. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, um, we are coming up on our hundredth episode that we're going to be working on. So I'm excited about that. It's going to be huge. Um, huge. <laughs> we, we have so many unplanned plans for that. Um, no, we're going to, we're going to do something fun. Um, but anyways, thank you so much for following as usual. Share, do all the things. We love you guys. We hope you have a great week. And that was another good, good talk. talk.